The following episode is brought to you by Whipster. Whipster team accounts aren't just a place to manage review and approvals. They're project management, archiving, and internal communication tool as well. Learn how your video team can work better together at Whipster.com. You're listening to Filmmakers Drinking Bourbon. Hey, what's up, Internet? This is Brandon. And this is Alex. Hey, it's good to have you back, buddy. And we're filmmakers. And we're also drinking bourbon. Yes, we are. Cheers. Cheers. Mm. Mm -hmm. Tasty, tasty, tasty. Mm. God, it feels good to be back. Yeah, it does. Another (laughs) another batch from the FDB barrel. Ooh. And it's just... It's just... Nothing in that barrel's bad. Nothing. Nothing's Nothing's bad. Whatever's in that barrel... You know it's always good. good. You know it's good. So uh, g- glad to have you back, buddy. I know. It's glad to be back. Feels uh, good. Last week, it was just me and Adam. How'd Adam stepped in. We talked audio. We talked yeah. uh, scoring, music, stuff like that. Sweet. You should check it out. I do. Uh, so I wasn't part of the show, but I was part of our Slack meetup. You were, yeah. So let's talk about that for a second. I think me and you both are sharing that as like our what we're excited about. Yeah. There's some pretty cool stuff happening. So we started a Slack group for FDB Podcast. Uh-huh. If you're interested, go to fdbpodcast.com, click on social, or click any of the Slack banners, yeah, and you link. will find a way to request an invite. Invite only. Because we want to make sure mm-hmm. that the people in this community are actual working filmmakers. Now, there's no stipulations on how good you have to be. Not at all. As long you just as have you, to be active. Yeah, if you're a real filmmaker yeah. that has a reel and is doing stuff, you, we'll invite you to the group. Absolutely. So we, we had some great discussions. It was pretty awesome. I, I thought it was yeah. good. I was on set. I was wrapping up production, yep. but I was still able to get on my phone and talk to everybody. Yeah, you. Um, so you guys had you started a conversation in the cinematography room, uh-huh. I believe. Right? Uh, there are a few going on. I was so kind of bouncing just, around. So this is the kind of stuff you're going to see. So one of the things that was thrown out was. Um, uh, Leo Delon uh, said, what do you guys think of cinematography in, in Soaked in Bleach? Ah, Personally, yes. I think it's one of the most well-done documentaries ever seen. To which other people just started chiming in. And um, meanwhile, mm-hmm. at the same time, Josh Emerson and uh, Shot by Esso were talking about uh, the C-100 and the C-Log. for Log, yeah. Yeah, it was, it was great. There was a lot going on. So it's a lot of fun. Um and and I think that was that was really what we ended up doing yeah. was we said to the the people in the Slack group we have over about forty members in the group and we said hey you know because everybody's on set and they're moving around and they're working let's try to do a meetup a, a Slack digital online meetup yeah, where once a week here's this time when everybody's going to show up so we this last week we said two p.m. on Friday mm-hmm. everybody try to be online and we'll talk for an hour. And sure enough, there was at least oh, it went 10, for to, 10 yeah. to 15 people who showed up uh-huh. and great conversations going on. And so we're going to continue to do that. We're going to do it again this Friday, mm-hmm. 2 p.m. If you can be online, it's be online. Early happy hour. And if you want to jump in on that conversation, go to ftvpodcast.com, request a Slack invite. Really exciting stuff. It is exciting. You know what else is exciting? What's that? I've got a little bit of a guest for us. Oh, yeah? Yeah. You're, yeah. Yeah. One of our yeah, buddies. Yeah. And uh, he probably, is he on the uh, Slack group? Because he needs to be. Uh, I don't think he is, but we're going to get him on. We're going to talk to him about it. All right. But what I want you to do. Well, it's, we got to dial him in. Is dial him in. All right. Let's That's see what, what I want you to do. Let's see what we got here. Work your magic. It's like a mystery guest today. It is. All right. You there? Clifton. Hello, hey. Hey. <laughs> What's up, man? It's been a while. It has been a minute. Glad to hear from you guys. Yeah. First of all, why don't you tell everybody who you are? I am Clifton Stommel, the uh, cinematographer and owner of Stommel House in Indianapolis, Indiana, and the creator of the Attic C2S. Wow, is it that that's a newfangled thing that does something great for the black magic, right? That is precisely what it does. Did you, did you take that verbiage right off of my site? That exactly. sounds like sounds like our dialogue. Yeah, it's on the bottom. Um, so, just for a yeah, it is the yeah, sorry, God. No, no I was explain just, it. I was yeah. just gonna uh, before you explain. I was just gonna give people context that we 
we really got to know you well and hang out with you and your 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 wonderful wife at uh, NAB. So that's kind of how uh-huh. how we got a, the strong connection. So with that said, what is, tell everybody about this this magic box, this magic thing you have. So the XC2S is a real time memory interface bridge between CFast and SSD drives. So basically, you use this product on your Blackmagic Ursa or Ursa Mini, 4K or 4.6K, to shoot all of that delicious, great, high-quality, raw internal codec footage directly to SSDs externally instead of dealing with CFast cards at all. And what is the benefit of that? Like, why? what prompted you to come up with this? Well, the initial prompt was strictly a cost-effective prompt. So when the CFast cards first came out... Um, well, no, not first example. When the when the Ursa Mini was launched, CFast cards were around six hundred dollars a card for a two fifty six gig. Whoa. Um, those were the Lexar thirty four hundred Xs, um, and we you know we're looking at SSDs like a two fifty six gig SSD, even the best ones you can get. You know, the SanDisk Extreme Pro or the Samsung eighty fifty Pros, they're like a hundred bucks a piece. It's quite so a positive, that difference in price. Oh, huge, huge. Um, so we basically made it so that we could let people move, you know, stick to the SSDs they may have already had from their production camera 4K or their Blackmagic Cinema Camera Classic and use those in their in their Mini. And once we started getting it in people's hands and people started using it to shoot and stuff, pretty quickly the added benefit of being able to put in larger drives, 500 gigs, 1 terabyte, even 2 terabytes in each bay, it really reduces on the amount of time it takes uh, on set to be swapping out cards, backing up footage. Um, basically, you've got your entire stuff shot onto straight to an SSD in the middle of the day. When you're done shooting, you drop it into the drive cloner, clone the whole day's footage over, and you're done. So there's a, SATA, a standard SATA interface on an SSD. You don't have to mess around with like a card reader to dump footage. Wow. That seems like an added benefit. Yeah, so it, yeah, it, it really became a a time saving tool and then a post production workflow tool um, that we weren't expecting when we initially created the product. But we're glad to see that it that it's working out so well. And at this point, there's already been at least one feature film shot you know, on our product through the Air Mini four point six K, and you know we couldn't be happier about that. That is awesome. Now, is it? Um, how does one go about making? Like, you're just like, oh, let's just make this thing that's electronic and probably sophisticated. Like, yeah. do you, do you just call China and, or say, do you have a background? Say help <laughs> or how do you? Yeah. Engineering. <laughs> um, I don't have a, I don't have an official background in engineering. Um, my mother owned a computer consulting company when I was growing up, so. You know, from when I was very, very little, my mom would say, oh, Clifton, can you help me uh, you know, seat this RAM in the computer here? Help me build these machines for my client? Um, I didn't, you know, I was a little kid, so I didn't realize she was really grooming me to be a tech geek. <laughs> but um, I accidentally learned how to do all the physical stuff involved in a computer and do all the troubleshooting and understanding hardware and the way it works together. And, you know, since forever, I've been building on my own desktop computers. And once I got into photography, I've been modifying cameras for a long time. Uh, to shoot digital infrared or, you know, things like the Magic Lantern hack to modify the way that Canon DSLRs work and record video. Yeah. So I was really very comfortable working with the hardware and the software of all the camera systems already because it's, you know, effectively a computer attached to a sensor. And, um, yeah, when the time came for this product, I was like, surely there's a way around this because I know that, you know, memory cards are effectively shrunk down SSDs anyway with a different interface. And there's got to be a way to bridge this. So I just hmm. hunkered down, took a, took about a month off of all my client projects and work, and basically was like, you know, the day that the day that I had this big, crazy wired system that made me able to shoot from the full size Ursa onto an SSD, and it registered, formatted, and recorded. I went, oop, time to make a Kickstarter. <laughs> got something? Yeah. yeah. So for some yeah. people, that may sound like the whole thing may sound a little complicated. Is it complicated? Is it a crazy user interface? Do you have to do a lot of modding yourself? Yeah. Or is it just kind of a bolt-on strap in and start shooting? Yeah. How does it even, how does it work? Do you plug it into the camera? Does it use like uh, infrared gravitational pull? (laughs) (laughs) 
Not, not quite it's that complex. Party. It's uh, yeah for for the end user, we we really made it as simple as we possibly can, and as, and as small a power draw from your camera's battery as possible too. So effectively, what you what you receive is a, a box with cables coming out of it, and a couple of dummy CFast cards on the end of those cables. You plug those into your camera the same way you would CFast cards. Plug your SSDs into the box. It only has one big button switch. Mm. Once you've hooked up the box to your uh, battery plate or battery via the DTAP, you literally just hit a switch. The SSDs power on. The camera recognizes the SSDs. It thinks they're CFast cards. And 100% of what you do with the product is actually managed through the camera's interface exactly the same as CFast cards. So you're, trick- wow. you're tricking the camera. You're basically using the CFast dummy card as a vehicle to transfer the information and it's really just going through the cable into the hard drive effectively yeah wow so my question is what does black magic think yeah this seems like somebody should be pissed off at this point yeah right yeah and, and a, lot, a lot of people have said either how has black magic not sued you or bought this from you yet exactly. <laughs> but um so from what I can tell, uh, CFast appears to be pretty pretty open. Um, it looks like it was used for industrial machineries and stuff back when it was a CFast 1.0 speed before it was totally revamped and redesigned for cinema camera use. Mm. So I don't think that the CFast interface belongs to Blackmagic for certain, um, or if it's just kind of like a you know it, it's like it's like SATA. You know, everyone is allowed to use SATA. There's no weird mm-hmm. you know licensing issue like. Like, if you have a camera that shoots ProRes, I believe you have to work with Apple to have a license to do that. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, like, the Airy Mini but, uses CFast cards, and there are a few other cameras that do as, as well. Yeah, and so does your bo- yeah. does your product work with other cameras? Well, as of right now, um, the way that the Canon C200 Mark II and the AJ Scion register their CFast cards is totally different from the way that the RE and the Blackmagic cameras register them. So it doesn't work on either of those cameras. And on the RE, when you plug it in, the RE camera will actually read the exact model number and the size of the SSD you have plugged in. Mm. So, like, it'll say on your RE screen, you know, Samsung 1TB 50 Pro. But RE has an approved, and this is, like, well, they just have an approved list of CFAS cards um, and model numbers that they, that they will allow the camera to record on. Mm. And since they, I'm assuming, weren't expecting SSDs to ever enter the equation, there are no SSD model numbers in their approved list on their firmware, so it just locks out the record button. Gotcha. So we brought it all. We brought our development to to Ari's door, and we just now need Ari to work with us to you know basically prove that this is not back stable enough to work on your camera. Very cool. Wow. So so it sounds like maybe some of those conversations are already happening. Some of those conversations are already happening. <laughs> nice. Congrats. So it could yeah. So it could be at maybe next year's NAB or whatnot. There could be a new release of some sort. Uh. It, it's a it's a possibility, but you know I don't want to <laughs> obviously put any words in Ari's hey, mouth here. I want to make a, sure that you know I'm respecting their. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's there's uh, a saying we have that's called jumping the shack. You don't want to jump the shack. Right. On that. Definitely not trying to jump the shack yeah. or the shark. Um, yeah. So jump a shark with a shark. Yeah. So for the time being, we're we're really hammering on being a, a black magic support product. Wow. And specifically designed for the you know the Ursa and the Ursa Mini yeah. cameras, and thus far, you know we we we've talked a lot with Black Magic and and they seem to be very happy with it. Um, we had a chance to talk to their guys at NAB. You know they they've seen it in action, they've seen it working, and I think I think that Stommel House and Black Magic have a have a strong relationship developing so far. So. Wow! Nice. What about this uh, this feature? Did you did you get any feedback from the people that used it on it about reliability? About you know extended recording times? They never had to cut. They yeah. just kept rolling. How, how did it? How did that go? Right. So yeah, the feedback we've received so far on the on the attic variation of the product has been pretty glowing across the board. We the version we made originally for the um, Kickstarter wasn't quite as robust and foolproof. So when we rebranded the product and added some new features based on the initial customer feedback we got, that's when we moved to, moved all of our power regulation internally. So it can take 12 to 24 volts. Realistically, it's 8 to 40 volts, but it'll take, we, you know, the official verbiage says 12 to 24. Hmm. Um, and you guys got the, the power, the LED verified power switch. 
and it supports up to two terabytes per day, mm. which realistically is only because that's the biggest SSDs you can get right now. I'm pretty sure it'll take four terabytes once they're launched. We'll need to see what the amperage requirements are before we yeah. make an official announcement about that. Um, but yeah, so the guy who shot um, a feature film called Flesh and Blood on this uh, on the Attic C2S Anderson 4.6K, their producer was talking to us and said, man, we were shooting you know, one to two terabytes of footage every day for 30 days. Wow. You know, oftentimes in North American, uh, North American Canada border and, you know, out in the snow, shooting under conditions where trying to swap cards and keep things protected would have been really hard to do. And they were shooting under super, you know, sub-freezing conditions, and the product and the camera both worked great together the whole way through. My, I think That's my favorite piece of feedback so far has been, you know, you said, I've never worked with a product that I could literally go, without even needing a manual, pull it out of the box, put it on the camera, and hit record, and we were off and running, and it worked flawlessly. That's I said, great. wow, can I quote you on that? <laughs> <laughs> Let me ask you this. Uh, so, I, I'm not as surprised that it would perform well in colder temperatures. What about in heat? It seems like hard drives, you know, overheating would be the major issue. Um, is that? I assume that would just be the limitation of whatever SSD is installed, right? Uh, generally would, yeah. We we only support officially the use of the two best SSDs in the market that we've worked with thus far. That would be the Samsung 850 Pro and the SanDisk Extreme Pro drives. Um, and we have, the way that the box is designed, has the SSDs appear to stick out about halfway out of the box, which gives a lot of open, fanless cooling surface area. Mm. And with a pair of SSD spacers on top of the product, it creates a gap between... Or not SSD, so there's no the SSDs, rather. It's a gap between the SSD and the the ceiling of the bay that they slide into. So there's room for the heat to roll out that would otherwise be caught, mm. sort of caught or captured inside the product. So the SSDs, even under very hot conditions, really stay very cool and, and work very well. And we, you know, we've, had, we've had reports of it working just fine under direct sunlight and heat as well. So it's just passive cooling, though. There's no need for, no fan. No need for a fan or anything yet. Right. Cool. Yeah, no additional fans that cause any noise on set uh, or pull extra power from your battery. Wow. No need for additional screens to pull extra power from your battery. Um, that's, I think, even more than the, the issue with, you know, some cameras you can't record raw onto external recorders from. I think the, the Atomos cameras only have certain cameras that will allow you to do the DNG recording with. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, this allows you to get that not only the full raw from internally, you know, proper 4.6K, not like a downscaled 4K. But um, those big 7-inch screens on those monitor recorders just drain your battery super fast. Yeah, they draw a lot. Mm-hmm. Wow. Hey, speaking of power and speaking of batteries, I met you, mm-hmm. so I talk, we talked together at NAB, and you were at the Blue Shape booth. Can you, yes. uh, can you tell us how, first of all, how you got involved with NAB, how you got involved with Blue Shape, and just all about that process? Yeah, so initially we had an external uh, system set up for managing our power and had no power regulation or really voltage safety mechanisms built into the version we made for Kickstarter. And we worked with Blue Shape to make that external power regulation system work. Mm-hmm. So we sold Blue Shape's external power regulator along with the initial core product for our users. Um, and that was how we started building the relationship with them. And we first went with them to the Government Video Expo uh, in, I think, the end of last year. And, you know, we really hit it off. We got to talk with their developers. We got to hang out with their their U.S. head U.S. guy, uh, John Morgan. Really great guys. Really cool products. Those batteries are, like, like indestructible. super primo. I, yeah. <laughs> they really are, yeah. It's, it's, it's crazy watching those guys toss them around convention centers and... Submerging you know, in tanks I, of water and everything, yeah. Mm-hmm, yeah, and I did a little uh, a little video editing for them as well, uh, coming together t- their testimonial videos, and I got to see a bunch of footage of them like running over them with industrial trucks and not causing any issues. So um, I was really wow! I, I totally drank the Kool Aid on uh, <laughs> on their batteries. It's, they have really really good stuff. So I was, I was super happy to be you know a booth guest of such a high quality product that really does do what it claims to do, and they're not you know they're not out there trying to to sort of like brand their way into the market or pull the wool over anyone's eyes. They really do make a pretty indestructible product. Mm-hmm. 
That's, so, that's awesome. So that's I think we, I think the thing that's interesting is that um, the way you're approaching the business is you, you seem to be very open to collaboration, and you're all about. Oh, yeah. You know that seems to be the way that you're that you're winning. Is there any other collaborations or things? Do you do you see yourself with this concept expanding and going? Hey, what other cameras have roadblocks to memory or to other issues in filmmaking? Is this or is this sort of like a one a one time thing? Or are you thinking now like, wow, what are the other bridges I can gap or the other gaps I can bridge? Is how you would say it, I guess. Well, definitely, yeah. The <laughs> Bridges, bridges the gap. I like that. Um, you don't want to gap a bridge. Yeah, I think the, you never want to gap a bridge. No, definitely not trying to gap any bridges. Um, yeah, I think that as as I see more more gaps to bridge with various interfaces or issues that can be resolved with um, pieces of or you know ergonomic equipment and stuff, the the physical design of something that might make a camera more usable. Now that I would been through this process once completely from the ground up on product development, I don't see any reason why I wouldn't just tackle that right away and make that available. Um, now that we've got, you know, as this thing's expanded, I have a product manager, I have a legal team, I've got, you know, manufacturing, you know, small manufacturing facility here in the Midwest. Basically, you know, this thing is managed to a point where as I have more ideas or see more issues, I could either develop an additional product myself or even contract an engineer with a real engineering degree mm-hmm. to actually make uh make future solutions. I definitely see this as a thing that Stommel House is going to continue doing, um, but as sort of secondary to the filmmaking thing that we do. Yeah, I um, wanted to... And speaking on the... Go ahead. I do want to say, speaking on the um, the collaborative process and, and sort of you know, the business mindset behind this, uh, you were asking earlier, you know, when we had the idea, you just reach out to China and say, hey, can you guys make this for me or whatever. We've actually so far managed to not have to outsource any of our products overseas at all. Uh, right now, the product supports, I think, five different U.S.-based businesses that are sort of around the country. So we have custom-made components from different areas that are all shipped here internally, and then final assembly and all QC is done in-house, and all of our final QC is done on an Mini. So people, basically, as close as we can, make it as possible from going right off of our camera and onto theirs, so we know it's going to work when they pull it out of the box. Nice. nice. What That's you're awesome. saying is you're using all U.S. companies and you're making the world a better place. America. <laughs> America. <laughs> yeah. No, uh, but what I really wanted to know is uh, you mentioned, you keep mentioning Stommel House, and I want to know how you got started in this business. What is Stommel House? What do you guys do? What are the type of projects you're involved in? So we are a, so far, an independent filmmaking entity. We did, you know, I came from the world of commercial photography, and my wife, Evelyn, is a screenwriter. And so, you know, she's got all these amazing stories and things built up from her, you know, process and obsession with film and all of her explorative writing. And I came from, like I said, commercial photography. I was doing, you know, product product imaging and things for e-com, doing some you know, editorial and, and lifestyle photography stuff for different companies. And when I got my hands on the 5D Mark III, I actually had access to you know, high-quality video in my DSLR that I needed for work anyway. And once I started exploring film, I was just like, oh, this is way more fun. i got to do this, like, all the time. So, you know, I just sort of naturally dumped all of my time and resources into expanding my filmmaking capabilities. And um, I think realistically, once once the Magic Lantern hack became, you know, quasi-stable for shooting raw video, having access to that kind of deep, rich colors, super sharp cinematic quality footage out of a tool I already had access to. That's the point at which I said I'm I'm making a I'm making a career move. I definitely gotta make this what I do. Yeah. So since then we've shot a lot of short films, uh then a couple of small, you know, commercial gigs and we have recently shot our first feature film called What Happened in Danville. Uh, we worked with a director and a writer here in Indianapolis. Evelyn was the script supervisor. Stommel House was the executive producing entity. And I was the cinematographer for it. So wow. we're in post-production on that now. And we're very, very proud of it. Did you use your own product on the shoot? We actually didn't. The uh, There's one scene in the movie. There's one, in fact, there's one shot in the movie 
that we shot on Ursa Mini because most of the movie was shot prior to the Ursa Mini being released. Ah, okay. And then Ursa Mini was released about two weeks before we wrapped all shooting. And so we did get to shoot one scene with the product, with the Ursa Mini, but the vast majority of it was actually shot in uh, Cinema D&G Raw using the Magic Lantern hack in a 5D3. Very cool. Nice. Interesting. Well, that sounds uh, great, phenomenal. You're you're doing all sorts of stuff. It's pretty interesting to hear. I I love the entrepreneurial spirit. I love that you saw a opportunity and provided a solution. Mm-hmm. I'm excited. I have a hunch that you have other things that you're dreaming up, and I I feel like we've only heard the first from Stamo House, both from the film side and from the entrepreneurial product side. Um, anything? Any teasers? You got any any nuggets for the listeners that are just clawing for the next thing. Uh, any solutions vaguely that you are trying to solve? Yeah, I would definitely say uh, keep an eye out for the the Ursa Mini users out there, 4K and 4.6K. Definitely keep an eye out for a few more uh, add-on features that are going to make the the integration with the Attic C2S much more fluid and, and seamless as well as uh, possibly just make the camera more user-friendly for even those who do prefer to stick with CFAS cards because, hmm. you know, at the end of the day, it's all about what you're comfortable using, and I want to make sure people are able to use their equipment to the best of their abilities to make good work. Nice. Because we all, I'm sure we all have plenty of excuses as to why we haven't started making our masterpiece, <laughs> and I want to I want to eliminate those excuses and get people out shooting as quickly as possible. Removing barriers. That's awesome. Clifton Stamma. Well, that's great, man. What? Uh, speaking of content, you know, obviously you listen to the show. You know, we like to ask a few questions. What What are you watching? What are you personally doing right now? Yeah. Oh man! So we are sitting on the edge of our seat, waiting for the next Shane Carruth film to come out. I'm sure. Oh. Uh, I don't know if you guys have seen Primer or Upstream Color, but absolutely. We're we're totally into his style, and we cannot wait until the modern ocean is completed and comes out. We're heartbroken that a topiary was never made. Um, keep an eye out for any Tarzan Singh films that come out. We really try to sit down and watch feature films as much as possible because that's really where our passion lies and where we want to be working. So we try not to get caught up too much in television shows, uh, but admittedly. As millennials, we do we do watch some cartoons. So there's plenty of adventure time <laughs> in the universe in our lives. <laughs> yeah, nice. That's awesome, cool. man. Is that uh, the new Shane Carruth? That's the one where I think I was reading about. He got a huge budget and he's not shooting it himself. And is that true? Do you know that? Yeah, he's got he's got yeah he's got like an all star cast. He's got uh, I think Keanu Reeves and a bunch of people are in it. Yeah, kind of stepping aside from the the does it all you know genius behind it mm-hmm. and. Uh, just taking the director's chair. That's a that's a dangerous move. His formula so far is, his formula so far has so worked really gonna... well. <laughs> really well. And I yeah. thought um so you guys like that sort of like intelligent, sort of futuristic thought leadership. Uh so that's the kind of oh, yeah. you like that type of film. Yeah, for for me, you know, a film that makes me think yeah. philosophically about myself and the world and human behavior and explores concept and narratives so deeply, um, that, that's my absolute favorite thing. And there can be kind of a fine line sometimes between this, you know, this rich narrative exploration that doesn't hand you anything on a silver platter, doesn't spoon-feed you any information. So there's a fine line between that and a pretentious film that sort of turns its nose up at you and says, oh, if you don't get it, that's your problem, because it wasn't designed yeah. to be understood. What's your example um, of a film like that, a pretentious film? Oh, no. Yeah, I if I say one... <laughs> <laughs> um, honestly, I... I had... Oh, man. See, I'm just going to stay quiet until I, I say it. Yeah, I know. I know you told me to spot on this. Um... I think that my first impression of Eraserhead, ah. I'm ducking already, uh, was was a, was a negative one. But after spending a little more time with it and thinking more on it, I I definitely see what it what it is getting at and what it's saying. And I definitely have eliminated all of my assumptions about pretension about it. I try not to spend too much time 
sitting around angrily thinking about movies that <laughs> made me feel that way. So uh, I don't have one to pull off the top of my head. Um, no, that's a, that's a very when, political move. Right, good job. Yeah. <laughs> I think the most um, pretentious movies are superhero movies. Oh, shut up. They're horrible. <laughs> no, the superhero conversation. Superhero movies are dessert. It's just dessert for the whole thing. I wouldn't call them pretentious. They're just yes. they're just big and flashy, and they're designed to make you feel good. Wait, does that and mean you know, that you're on my team, Clifton? Sometimes you just want to dance and groove, and you don't really care what the lyrics are saying. No, no. Let's let's you know? go back to this pretentious. Sometimes you just want to go to a movie theater and wait, enjoy. Just some, wait a second. Some explosions and some let, blue let me players. let me throw this out there. Pretentious, <laughs> attempting to impress by affecting greater importance, talent, culture, etc. That than is actually possessed. And I think that's exactly what superhero movies do. They try to say they're great and important and... No, they don't. They're horrible. You're completely wrong on that. I would say... I would argue that uh, if we're we're going straight textbook definition here, um, a superhero movie, the big blockbuster, blow-away budget movies are literally using access to all of the current highest-end technology, flashiest things they can possibly do to make you go, whoa, and totally blow the previous one out of the water. So realistically, if there's anywhere that, you know, pretension belongs, it would be that. But I think that they do successfully impress using the current maximum capabilities of technology. I mean, again, it's just it's it's pure candy. It's it's all yeah. It's all dessert. There's no nutrients. You don't walk away yeah. a, a so, stronger no person. So but. You're, you're jumping on team. You're jumping on team Alex. But I'm pretty sure if I remember at the NAB meetup in uh, in Vegas, I think your wife was on team Brandon. I don't think she's a big fan of superhero. Oh yeah, no, Evelyn. Evelyn cannot stand uh, superhero That's movies. That's what even, I'm talking even about. Even for dessert, the house is divided. The house is divided. Stomach house is. Divided. Oh. oh, that's fun. It's it's beautiful though. It's like it's like the Midwest. You you don't get these great big robust green trees and foliage without four seasons. You got to have a little bit of tension. You got to have some of that to, to push the creative drive <laughs> and really. You that's know, you what we're have, doing here at FDB. We're yeah. planting trees, man. You that's know? right. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Oh, crazy. All right. Well, last question. Anything that you're excited for, excited about, excited for, not in relation to the Attic C2S or Stommel House, anything outside of that, gear-wise, movie-wise, go for it. Mm, gear-wise, movie-wise. Um, I am excited. I don't know. Honestly, my, my head is totally full right now of this, <laughs> of this big move. This is, I'm going to make this about me after all. Um yeah, we're actually Stone House is relocating to Los Angeles here in about a month Whoa. or so. So, yeah, we're making the we're making the big move. We're sort of the way, the way I've been telling people is, you know, we're we made a feature film here in the Midwest and we're feeling pretty good about our skills. So we got to go somewhere. We're going to be knocked down really hard, and uh, then we can grow again. That's a good mindset. I like it. Yeah, hey, so well, we're, you know what? We're heading to Mecca. Well, you know, and that's where you're going to build a lot of relationships for the products, new products, and. Uh, that's great. We wish you guys nothing but the best. You guys are uh, great people, great to hang with, and I think you're going to do really well no matter where you're at. Thank you so much. I appreciate that. Hey. And you know what you guys are. I mean, not to make it like a big mutually back-patting session, but you guys are you guys are absolute bomb. I know you know that, though. <laughs> The atom bomb. Yeah, we hey, don't. We don't know. Yeah, we. Uh, so we were talking about it before we got you on the line. Um, but you're not. Are you a member of the Slack group yet? I'm not, but I'd like to be. Dude, yeah, we got to get you on. We there need to so get you, you can, on there. Uh, talk about the attic and about Ursa Mini and yeah. everything. Well, and I think you're gonna. Um, you'll be a great resource for all the Black Magic users, and I yeah. think. Um, yeah, let's let's definitely get you on there and and build the community. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Yeah, and I could I could talk for for days and weeks on end about uh, that camera and raw frame recording and post processing and all this stuff. I'm a super tech geek, perfect. So I'm all about that. That's what we need. We got a cinematography section awesome. where you fit right in. Perfect. Cool, dude. Sounds great. Well, hey, thank you again for stopping by the show. Uh, can you tell people where they can find the Attic C2S and information about Stommel House? So the Attic C2S is sold either directly at AtticC2S.com. Attic is spelled A-T-O-C-H. Or if you go to B&H or Adorama and look up 
Attic or Ursa Mini or CFast SSD, you should find our product pretty quickly. Excellent. And awesome. Stommel House is a totally German spelling. S-T-O-M-M, that's in is in Mary twice. E-L-H-A-U-S. Stommelhaus.com. Awesome. Yeah. Check it out, and if you have any questions, as always, reach out to us at ftbpodcast.com. We will make sure we connect you with any guest that's been on the show, uh, any partner of the show. We will hook you up. Um, that's what we do. So Absolutely. All yeah, right, man. wonderful. Uh, I appreciate you. Say hey to the lady. Yep. Will do, will do. And uh, have a great uh, transition out to uh, L.A., and then we'll, we'll have you back on the show and check in once you guys are settled in out west. Sounds perfect. Thank you so much. All right, All man. Right. Thanks, Clifton. See ya. See you. Awesome. Good guy. Great dude. You know, uh, the thing I love about this show is not necessarily us, right? Yeah. I mean, we... Get we, don't, in, we don't even like us. <laughs> we don't even like us. <laughs> I mean, I, I mean, you know, but I really enjoy the partners, the uh-huh. brand partners, the guests, the bourbon partners. It's just so much fun to hear what people are into, what they're watching, the projects they're working on, the products they're I developing. I enjoy learning new it's things. It's fun, right? This is stuff that, like some of this stuff we know nothing about. Absolutely. Like with the Cineo lighting and the spectrums. And, yeah, we, know, we got nothing. You know, and then, you know, how do they integrate CFAST and SSD? Right. It just... We don't know that. And I think so we bring on experts. And I think so the thing that that I really enjoy is that aspect of it and then now I'm really excited where this community's going. It's when great. we launched the Slack group, it was is a slow start. Yeah. P- you know, uh film like ma- anything, filmmakers are out in the field. This whole show is a slow start. Yeah. <laughs> but it's really starting to ramp up and I think that I see a future where there's a large film community mm. engaged, interacting, networking. I think it could be really cool. I agree. No, so. I think there's there's a lot yet to come. So, so how about you, man? What have you been been doing? You were you were busy last week. You weren't on the show. No, you were working. I was shooting uh, Halloween decorations. Yeah, have you recovered from that? Oh, fully. So 100%. how how'd it go? What'd you guys? It was good. Just give us a quick overview. You got a bunch of decorations. We talked about this a little bit. Yeah. But you're Did shooting we? on what camera? What lights? You kind of hinted at it a couple shows ago. Oh, gotcha. Uh, so we're shooting on the Sony FS7. Right. Uh, we had four different sets. They were all completely art directed by a different art director, with different products from Grandin Road. Excuse me. They make uh, different seasonal de- decorations. This was Halloween. Cool. Um, and so we did a combination of lockdown on sticks and steady cam work uh, throughout all four sets to create a kind of surreal, dreamy. Year-end video. So what? So the the ultimate end. Will anyone see this, or is it internal? Yeah, no. This will be out on the web. It'll also be at a pop-up booth in New York City, um, and cool. for like a fashion store or whatever. They're trying to do like a, little a buyer. No, I mean it'll be. It's for the general public. Gotcha. gotcha. Yeah, this is to get uh, fans of their products excited for the Halloween season and drive sales. Awesome. Yeah, that's who pretty do, cool. Who doesn't live, uh, love uh, zombies and skeletons? <laughs> exactly, and animatronic witches. Nice. Yeah, but it was fun. Uh, it was six long days, uh, four in the studio, two on location at an old greenhouse that had a beehive they had to have exterminated the week before. Nice. Beekeeper said that their uh, exterminator said there were about 60,000 bees. Oh, they killed them? Uh, I think they killed them. Oh, yeah. that's sad. Yeah. They might have relocated them, but Were I they honeybees? So. Yeah. Oh man! Oh, oh. they're bees. Oh, yeah. they were honeybees, probably. Yeah, there's like a they're going extinct. I know, and we just killed sixty thousand. Yep, for some mindless uh, oh, consumerism. Oh, jeez! Can we yeah. not relocate them? That's fine. I mean, next Sorry, year they're gonna hurts. you know mow this down hurts. a whole herd of elephants. Last, last year at the zoo, I saved three bees. I rescued three. Oh yeah, they were inside the uh, snack tent or whatever the uh, place mm-hmm. where you eat. And they were stuck, and I captured them and released them outside. Good, good for you. Sorry. Yeah, I I had no say in the extermination. I was just there to Jeez. shoot. Jeez. Yeah, it's a sad day. Genocide. You no. Know? Anyway, sixty thousand bees. God. Took their queen. Wow. It's bad. bad. <laughs> it sounds bad. Anyway. It sounds like a horror Halloween yes. film. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, we did that the uh, weekend before that. Did we talk about the music video with Brad? No, I know you were going up to shoot one with yeah, him. Yeah, I went up to Columbus. We went to Ohio HD's new studio up there. They're a rental house. Scott Handel, yeah. Scott Handel runs Ohio HD that just built a brand new 
white psych yeah. stage. And if you're in, in the Columbus. Midwest, or actually, they ship almost anywhere, right? They ship everywhere. Yeah. yeah. So if you if you're looking for a solution for camera rental or grip mm-hmm. or any of that stuff, do they do grip or just camera? Uh, they do a little bit of everything, and they're they're yeah. expanding their inventory. So so you can reach out and connect with them. Yeah, absolutely. Like anything, you know, reach out to us. We'll, we'll have they been you. on the show yet? They haven't. We need to get them on. Seems like they sh- that they yeah. would, should be on Scott, the show. Scott would be good. Um, so we used a Red Dragon for that, and an old Ingenue twenty-five to two fifty mil zoom lens. Ooh, vintage. Yeah. So we had a, a Micro Force zoom controller on it, and it was all practical zooms in and out. As these model teens are like making out and posing all yes sultry and everything awesome yeah underage Which, sex on the screen I mean everyone's of age getting it on <laughs> but anyway it was all colored backdrops we used uh, these Mole Richardson LED space lights and gelled them purple blue and then uh, toned them way down to make gray it's pretty cool nice yeah that was fun yeah dude what have you been up good. to um, well, we're, as me and Adam talked, we're finishing up the post-production on the commercials for the University of Cincinnati. Yeah. Going well. Beautiful. Yeah. Um, and I- When can people see those? I've had a bunch mm, of people ask. July. July. Okay. July 27th, I think they're going to be regionally in the Midwest during cool. the Olympics. Nice. And then I assume in the fall, when football season starts, that's when they'll hit nationally. Wow. So a month. Something like that. And then you'll throw them up on Vimeo and we'll share it everywhere. Yeah, I, I, I would think. Uh, so th- those are cool. Um, and then, you know, just doing some housekeeping stuff with the with the company and the brand and uh, getting LeapFrame, uh, you know, up, up to par where it needs to be. So it's mm. been a couple of years since we've done any uh, branding updating. So we've got some new releases on the brand and the website that should be coming shortly for – leapframe.com which should be a lot so of fun has kyle been helping with that oh yeah he's he's a beast he's a design beast and so uh so that's been pretty cool and then um i've actually had a couple requests on the drone side of things so really? yeah so i gotta i have my new 3dr drone which has a new update that does some really cool stuff some functions have you used I've, it on a paid project i have yet? not done uh-huh. i haven't even flown it like one i flew it once wow just a test so i have to um i was gonna take it out today but the winds are too high so I got to get up to speed, but I got a couple of clients who who want to do architectural firms that want me to do it for a couple of things. Flybys, yeah, yeah. It's again, it's not like my bread and butter, but we've got it. So you know, you can make money off yeah. it. Why not? Yeah. So that's what it's all about. So that's interesting, and that's really about it, man. Kill game. What? Where is Kill game? I'm uh, heading out to Indianapolis tomorrow, okay. Eastern Indiana, to meet with our colorist. We're gonna lock down a look. Okay. Send you some stuff to review. All right. And then uh, set him off on his own to kind of match and tweak throughout the thing. Gotcha. All right. So it's in color. It's in color. Okay. And then yeah. there's the big sound element. There's the huge sound element. Which hopefully Adam. We need a sound to go with our image. Yeah. Hopefully Adam sound and images. Bart are going to tackle that. <laughs> Adam said he would. I'm okay. not going to hold him to it on air. I'm not going to call him out on air right now. I might. And say that Adam Plyman at Sound Images said he would take care of our sound. I would never do that. No, never. But, you know, if but it I did, happens. I did hear that he said he would. If it happens, then so be it. So. Hey, Siri, call Adam Plyman. <laughs> um, he's on vacation. Calling Adam Plyman. He's on vacation. <laughs> he's he's at the beach somewhere. He's doing something with his uh, family. And now all of a sudden he's got a missed call from you. Hey, it's just a just Anyways. a little reminder, just uh, a little poke. Well, I've got some exciting news, something I'm excited about. Really? I want to share. Go ahead. Next month. Yeah. We have an is July. Awesome. Bourbon partner. Yep. Bullet Bourbon. Frontier Whiskey. Frontier Whiskey, Rye Whiskey, 10-year whiskey, cask strength whiskey, and I believe yep. they might even be coming into the studio. What? So that's awesome. The Are they going to ride in on a buffalo? <laughs> maybe. The other thing uh, that I'm really excited about is FDB Podcast. We'd say that we're live. To tape. Because we don't edit the show. No. But it's always been live to tape. Yeah. We've teased out a few things. We've looked into streaming video. It's looked into sending looked our into, video off to be edited yeah, and re-uploaded. I mean, the amount of time involved with video is just, eh. 
Most of our listeners, especially in the Slack group, have said, don't bother. I listen to it. It's a podcast. Well, they're like, I'm in my car. I don't want to be listening or watching a video. Absolutely. So what? what's the teaser? We talked about it, but yeah. go ahead. So here's the deal. We realize that through the internets, we can Magic now- Modern technology. Stream the podcast taping live. The audio portion. Audio podcast. If you like the podcast, but you don't want to wait and you actually want to experience it as it's being recorded. Mm-hmm. So you like the element of live where you don't know what's going to yeah. you know, happen, right? Not you that can't you skip forward. Yeah. You listen to it as it happens. Then you're going to be able to uh, listen to the live taping of filmmakers drinking bourbon. And you know the added benefit? The added benefit, I do know. Is if you're part of our Slack community- Absolutely. You can communicate live with us as we tape the episode. Absolutely. So the conversation could shift Absolutely. whichever way it needs to and go we think based that, on your feedback. We think that that's really awesome and we're excited about that. So as our Slack community grows, those who are on the Slack group mm-hmm. can tune into the live stream, interact. We'll be reading the uh, interactions as we're taping. We'll be looking yeah. at them on our phones. I'm going to bring in my iPad so it's bigger. Absolutely. And we're going to be uh we're going to be shouting out to people in in the all throughout the podcast. I think it's going to be a cool new departure. If we have guests on the show like Stamo House, somebody on Slack can chime in with a question. Yeah. Hey, and say, you guys got questions for Clifton. Yeah. Boom. Hey, Clifton, blank blank, and then we'll relay it to our yeah. guest and it's going to be awesome. That's going to be really cool. So, I'm excited about that. Live. I'm super excited about that. So, Bart, are you excited? Thumbs up. He's excited. The other thing we're going to try to do is we're going to try to get a, a feed patch on the talkback to the studio. What does all of that mean? Feed patch on the talkback? It means that now we'll be able to get Bart on the show. He'll be able to push a button when we talk to him, yeah. and he'll be able to chime in just like uh, any radio show. Well, he's going to be on the show anyway. We got to gotta have an episode with Bart. Yeah, there's a Bart episode. But what I'm yeah. saying is how awesome is it going to be to have the talkback guy? Fantastic. That's a great feature. As long as he doesn't abuse his newfound power. Yeah. 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 Anyway. So uh, All sorts of cool stuff. So that's cool. But the uh, the last thing before we wrap up today's show is I want to say that everyone listening, you have absolutely three days left. Three days left to enter this month's FDB giveaway, mm. which is brought to you by Whipster. You heard it at the beginning Whipster. of the show, every show this month. Whipster is a digital video review platform. Uh-huh. It's uh, They have a team account. You can get on there. You can talk about projects with your clients. You can talk about it with your team. Yes. And so me and you as a team can have a conversation about a change that the client doesn't see. It's uh-huh. private. Great tool. We use it all the time at Leap. They're integrated with Vimeo. They're integrated Absolutely. with Premiere Pro. Absolutely. We use it, it easy. all the time at LeapFrame. It's our uh, vendor that we choose to use, mm-hmm. and we really love it. We love the team there. They're all from New Zealand. Great, fun-loving people. Their customer support, amazing. Yes. And if you and, haven't, go back and listen to the episode so you can oh, find yeah. out all about it. Absolutely. We had Rolo on. He laid yes. it all down. Yes. And awesome so, product. This month, they are giving away a team account worth around $500. That's crazy. Yeah, It's awesome. You'll fall in love with it. And all you have to do are three things. What do you have to do? You have to get on the Twitter, yeah, as they call it. And mention. And you need to say, hey, at Whipsters, W-I-P-T-S-T-E-R-S. Whip. Sorry. W-I-P-S-T-E-R-S. E-R-S. Whipsters. Plural. Hey, at Whipsters and at FDB Podcast. That's us. Uh, say whatever you want. We love you guys. You're awesome. Can't wait to, uh, hopefully I win. Love the show. Whatever you want to say. Give and then include the, the hashtag FDB giveaway. giveaway. FDB giveaway. Do those three things. Yeah. And you will be entered to win this month's giveaway of the Whipster team account. For and sure. we'll put your name in a hat. Yeah. We'll draw it, draw it live on Instagram. It's going to be rad. Post it to that in Twitter. And they might even, I'm not, I'm not promising this. I can't do this, but they might even be able to include some of their cool t-shirts. Their t-shirts are great. They their say like video is eating the world. Video is eating the world. <laughs> yeah. So. I, speaking of that. So, uh, if you follow Clifton on Instagram, <laughs> he has a photo of, I think they're getting ready for a wedding or something. He's wearing the Whipster t-shirt. Nice. Yeah. Nice. So, uh, anyway, 
There it is. You got three days left. We will announce the winner on Twitter and Instagram. We'll film the drawing. Mm-hmm. You'll see it happen. That way you know we're not lying. Yeah. And uh, so enter to win. It's going to be great. And uh, join the Slack group. This has been a, a great show. Has been. Excited about uh, what Stalmo House is doing for all the Black Magic users. And just the world in general. You know, just yeah. being a good guy. In general, yeah. So um, I think that's it. That's all I got. That's all I got, too. All right. I'm all out of bourbon, so. Exactly. Well, it's been a great month of June. Has it's been. It's been a lot of fun. Three days we left. look forward to Enter. July and what it has to offer. It has bullet bourbon to offer. Some other great guests. I, think, I don't think our listeners know how stacked the rest of the year is. Yeah, for it's great. Oh, I got, we got to announce this. This what? is the last thing. What? What? The month of July is going to be brought to you by... Binro camera support. Ah, Binro tripods. Tripods and yep. And I can't give it away yet, but there's going to be an amazing giveaway. Oh, it's great! Yeah. They're going to be on the show. Stoked. We, uh, yeah, we met with them at NAB. They were part of our super on the floor excited interviews. Go super check them excited. Out. So um, great guest on July, and we're going to have some great people on the show. If we can work it oh, out, you, can't, I, you don't even know. If yeah. we can work it out, I might try to get my neighbor JP on the show. Does he have any? <laughs> interest in filmmaking yes <laughs> my neighbor jp's amazing for one for two yeah. he loves movies okay. so when you talk comes to movie talk he is unbelievable really he is on course right now to watch a hundred movies this year he is ahead of schedule he watched his 50th movie yesterday he's a he's he is a very talented uh uh, painter, handyman. He works at a hospital where he does remodeling like and all that sort of stuff. Like artistic painter or yes. like painting walls? For uh, like he's a, he's a contractor extraordinaire. Oh, okay. gotcha. He works at a hospital. He does all this amazing stuff. Cool. But at lunchtime, it's a sacred time for JP. He watches movies? At lunchtime, he watches films. And he's watched over 50 films already this year. Who has a two-hour lunch break? You have no clue what this guy is going to bring to the show. JP, neighbor JP, he might be a recurring character. The neighbor JP. You're, I'm, I'm just telling you right now, <laughs> listeners, you're in for a treat when you meet JP. I just, it's going to be amazing. I envision uh, home improvement and like, oh, peeking you have over the no fence. Clue. <laughs> exactly. You have no clue how amazing he is. What was that guy's name? So uh, I forget. Home improvement. Yeah. Uh, I forget. Wilson? Wilson. Yeah, yeah, that's what it was. JP is going to change your life. He's going to be on the show. Hopefully it happens in July. Oh, that's great. And it'll be a show packed full of film talk. He Sweet. knows film. For for a connoisseur, he knows it better than anybody. He's got to bring in a list. We got to publish his list of films that he's. Oh, watched. he's unbelievable. Nice. Yeah, I'm excited. So you're gonna love him. So anyway, I know. that's it. That's it here at uh, F- FDB Podcast. Check us out online at, at mm-hmm. FDB Podcast, Twitter, Instagram, and at FDBPodcast.com. Yes, sir. All right, we will see you later, and uh, look for the live stream. It's coming. Can't wait. Anyway. Cheers. Hit up the site and join the Slack group. Do it. Slack. Cheers. Cheers. This podcast was recorded live at Sound Images Studio. Find out more at soundimages.com.